From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the Executive Director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Brenda Sawyer is the president of the McKeesport unit of the NAACP. She also was the first African-American female police officer in the city of McKeesport. She gave a talk recently at the Carnegie Library about her experiences and in her professional life currently works as the regional director of the Bureau of Narcotics Investigation and Drug Control for the Pennsylvania Office of the Attorney General. And she is our guest this morning. Good morning, Brenda. Good morning. First things first, I want to get into your uh, your law enforcement career, and I want to ask you about that and, and how you chose that career path. It's something we talk about a lot on, on this program. But first, tell us about the McKeesport unit of the NAACP. How long has McKeesport had its own NAACP unit? I think uh, back in the early 60s. Okay. And I believe... Uh, yeah, back in the early sixties. And how long have you been the president of the of the local chapter? Just I'm just in my second year. Okay. Last January, I took office. What sort of activities uh, do do they engage in? Uh, we try to engage in community activities. We have a scholarship that we give to two graduating seniors each year. We have a yearly pancake breakfast in the month of February, which goes along with Black History Month. Mm -hmm. And we have a human rights center that's usually in September of each year. And we usually, in election years, we have a meet the candidates Mm -hmm. night. And this year we're going to have something new. It's called meet and greet. We're encouraging people to come out and see what the NAACP is all about. Um, there's a myth that it's only for black people, and that is not true. It's for all people. So we, we're having a meet and greet this March 10th at the Common Ground. March That's 10th. the old uh, YWCA mm-hmm. Keith Yep. And that's from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. So from and 1 we'll to 4 we'll have light refreshments. On March 10th, which I think is a Saturday? That's correct. Okay, so March 10th from 1 to 4, that's a Saturday, there will be a meet and greet uh, for the McKeesport unit of the NAACP open to everyone, and that's at the Common Ground Building, that's the old uh, YWCA there on 9th Avenue. That's correct. It's about it's about a half a block. I can almost see it from where we're uh, taping uh, the sh- the show today. Um, Brenda Sawyer is regional director of the uh, Bureau of Narcotics Investigation and Drug Control for the uh, Pennsylvania Attorney General. Uh, she also was the first African American female police officer in the city of McKeesport. We're going to be talking to her about her career in law enforcement and is the president of the McKeesport unit of the NAACP. Uh, if people want information about the uh, the unit, what number should they call? Four one two. Okay. Two two nine two. Uh huh. Five five eight five two. Five eight five two. So 412-292-5852. and we'll give that number out uh, again later on in the program. Is there a Facebook page or, or a website or, or anything like that? No, we're getting ready to uh, get a website and a Facebook page. 
and a Twitter account. Well, that, those might be some areas where if people want to volunteer that they could help you out with. So uh, we'll, we'll, let's come back to that uh, a little bit later on in the half hour. But first, I want to ask about you because I, I really want to talk to you about you. Uh, where, where did you grow up at? Tell, tell us a little bit about growing up. Born and raised in the city of McKeesport. Okay. I lived on Jenny Lynn the first 25 years of my life. Okay. Uh, 1101 Jenny Lynn I was born, and then I moved up to 1714 Jenny Lynn. Okay. And I remained there until I became a police officer in 88. And it was a family home that I shared with brothers and sisters, so I moved out since I was in law enforcement, and, you know, I wanted to give them their space. Sure. Well, uh, how, how many brothers and sisters? I am the youngest of seven. Okay. Okay. Uh, growing up, what do you remember about uh, growing up in the city of McKeesport? I remember it was booming. You know, I had a paper route. I delivered papers from second grade to 12th grade. Okay. Um, and I remember going downtown to McKeesport, and there was a game room down in McKeesport, and on Thursday nights I used to go down, I used to catch the Jenny Lynn Union bus. <laughs> yeah, sure. And the so six sixty sixty J or something like that sixty K something sixty B sixty B okay all right sixty B okay and I used to get good on Jenny Lynn and I would come back up before dark <laughs> <laughs> before the streetlights get on that was what we were told exactly exactly um, um, I was go ahead I was raised in a two parent um, household my mm-hmm. our dad was a U.S. steel worker over at the Clarendon Works mm-hmm. and my mom worked at Mercy Hospital okay. night term. So there was always a parent home with the kids. How, how important was education um, for, for the kids for to your to your folks? Um, it was uh, very important, and I think what happened was I got a bad grade in geometry mm-hmm. at McKeesport High School, and I had to go to Sarah High School my senior year, and that's where I graduated. <laughs> from. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I'm I'm also a Sarah graduate. You were a couple years ahead of me, but. Uh, that, that's no, 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 no harm there. Brenda Sawyer is, uh, our, our guest this half hour. She is the president of the McKeesport unit of the NAACP and in her professional life works for the office of the attorney general. Um, 412-292-5852. If you want information about the McKeesport NAACP, uh, including about their upcoming meet and greet on March 10th, uh, from one to four, that'll be at the common ground building on Ninth Avenue. So upon graduation from Sarah, then w- when did you decide, when did your career path become I, I assume your mother was in, in the healthcare professions. You said your dad worked for U.S. Steel in Clareton. How did you decide on a law enforcement career? When did that come about? Well, I wanted to be a news reporter. Okay. I wanted to be a news reporter, so I went to Point Park College mm-hmm. and writing. It was English everything. I said, this is too much English for me. So it was a business school also. Yeah. So I decided that I was going to have my own business, and I was going to be rich. So I was going to Point Park. I was going to graduate. I was going to start my own business. What business? I had no idea. So upon graduating from Point Park, I received my first job at McKeesport National Bank. Sure. I was a teller. I was a teller at the corner of, you know, Fifth Avenue and St. Clair, where the municipal building is now. Yep. City Hall. City Hall. I was a teller there, and it was a Holy Thursday, and I believe the year was 1986. Don't hold me on that. Okay. 
But there was a bank robbery. I was one of the tellers that got robbed. There was a gentleman who came in like dressed like a bag lady. Mm. He robbed me and another teller. And after he was arrested and we started going through the police proceedings, it was it became very interesting to me. Now, downtown was open on Thursdays, and the bank was open late on Thursday evening. Yeah. And there were two police officers that walked the beat in the Keystone. I moved over to the loan department, so I was always there when they walked the beat, and they would stop in, and I started talking to the two police officers, and I know it was Joe Piro and Thomas Green. Okay, so, oh, so uh, Joe Piro, who later became police chief, and Tom Green, who I think became assistant police chief, did he not? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. All right. In their early years, they were rookies, and they used to walk the beat, and they would stop in, and they explained to me that McKeesport was going to be having a test in um, early 88. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, that sounds good. So I took the test. I uh, went to the State Police Academy in Greensburg, Municipal Training Academy, Mm -hmm. and I was a certified police officer, and it took off from there. Let's pause right there because I uh, have to take a quick 30-second break. When we come back, let's pick it up as to um, your experiences uh, as, as a rookie police officer and also what maybe words of, of encouragement or advice you might have for a young person who's thinking about that as a career, okay? Okay. Uh, Brenda Sawyer is our guest for the half hour this morning. She was the first African-American female police officer in the city of McKeesport. Uh, She is currently regional director of the Bureau of Narcotics Investigation and Drug Control for the state attorney general's office, and she is president of the McKeesport unit of the NAACP. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about that uh, in a couple of minutes, too, uh, including if you're interested in volunteering or getting involved, how you can get involved. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest this morning is Brenda Sawyer. She's the president of the McKeesport Unit of the NAACP. In her professional life, she's the regional director of the Bureau of Narcotics Investigation and Drug Control for the state of Pennsylvania. And she also, and what's what we're talking about right now, was the first African-American female police officer in the city of McKeesport. She gave a talk about her experiences uh, back on February 9th up at the Carnegie Library. Um, when we took the break, you were just graduating from the Municipal Police Officers Training Academy. And uh, we're, we're about to start your career. Um, what is that like? And I actually, I, I know a little bit about this because I've got some law enforcement officers in my family. But tell me for you, what, what was that like? What was your first, what was your first day like? Do you remember? My first day, I remember it. I walked the beat. Okay. With um, Sean Sparrow. Okay. We walked throughout the city. We walked through Renzi Park. We walked through downtown McKeesport. We walked... Uh, in the Christie Park section of the city, we walked the beat. That was my first assignment. I walked the beat with John Sparrow. And you started in 1988? August 8th of 1988. So that was, um, growing up for me in that era, that was a tough time because that was the mills 
had closed or were mostly were in the process of closing. G.C. Murphy's had gone down uh, at, at about that same time. So there were a lot of people out of work. What were the conditions like for a police officer? Um, the conditions were, I would say, somewhat the same as they are today. Okay. But in the city of McKeesport, we had a downtown business area. The city, it still hustled and bustled, mm-hmm. even though, you know, the mill was closing, G.C. Murphy's was closing, but it was a busy time. There were a lot more people out on the streets of McKeesport. Um, a 3 to 11 shift was almost like nonstop. You just started your shift, and you just kept going until 11 o'clock at night. Night turn shifts, because we, we worked three daylight night turn and afternoon shifts. Mm-hmm. They were uh, busy. I think 1988 was an extremely hot summer. Okay. And we worked from the start of our shift to the end of our shift. It was all enjoyable. It was all memorable. I would have to say that if I had to do it all over again, I would I would still do it. That's a big statement. Uh, <laughs> that is a very big statement. Were there other female police officers? There was one other female police officer. It was Roberta. Harrigan. Sergeant Harrigan no has, has passed away. Yeah, I remember I remember Sergeant Harrigan. Um, were, and yeah. were there any other people of color on the police department at that time? At that time, myself, Ralph, Detective Ralph Johnson, who's there now. Mm-hmm. Was, there was a Claude Sims, a Junior Dixon. We had got hired together, but we looked up to Eugene Grimble, um, Rudy Richardson. They were still there. Um, I can remember Mr. Grimble taking me to a gentleman in town who's no longer with us to learn how to shoot on the range. Okay. He said, I want you to teach her how to shoot because I want her to be the best person on this department. You know, I always chuckle when I see him today about that because he went out of his way to get someone to teach me how to shoot, you know. And he said, you know, I just want you to be a good police officer, Brenda. And I saw him several months ago down at the Shop and Save in the Keysport, mm-hmm. and he said, you're you're still in law enforcement and you're still doing good and I you know that just made me feel really well because no one tells you that you're doing a good job when you're a police officer. Not too many times do you hear that from people, you know. Yeah, I've often said that, you job. know when the firefighter shows up, they're there to take the cat out of the tree or to put a fire out. But when a police officer shows up, a lot of times someone's going to jail, someone's getting a citation. So yeah, you don't. I bet you don't hear that very often, do you? Right, you, you don't. You don't. Uh, Brenda Sawyer was the first African-American female police officer in the city of McKeesport. She's currently regional director of the Bureau of Narcotics Investigation and Drug Control for uh, the state attorney general's office. And um, she is president of the McKeesport unit of the NAACP. If you want information about the McKeesport unit of the NAACP, you can call 412-292-5852. They've got a meet and greet coming up on March 10th. That's at the Common Ground Building, the old YWCA building on 9th Avenue. That is from 1 to 4 on that day. You sound like you got a lot of mentorship, um, I think is what the phrase, the popular phrase is now, that you got a lot of help coming up. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because oftentimes when someone kind of breaks through a barrier, they face opposition. That doesn't sound like that's what happened for you. No. You know, people always say, is there something that you could look back on and think, you know, you were treated this way because you were a female Mm -hmm. or you were an African-American female? And I can honestly say no. I mean, I don't think I was treated any different from any of the other 
police officers that got hired with me. If it happened, I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. I didn't witness it. Um, let me ask you this, uh, as, as someone who is, who is still in law enforcement, still, uh, active with, uh, uniform police officers, uh, on a, I assume in your day to day work. Um, it's, it, it's often very, I know for people who work in law enforcement, sometimes get very frustrated because it can be hard to encourage women to pursue law enforcement careers and it can be hard to, uh, encourage people of color and African Americans to, uh, become law enforcement officers. At least that's the frustration I hear from around the Western Pennsylvania area. Is that something that you have noticed as well? And and do you have any ideas as to how how we can encourage people to pursue those careers? Um, yes, I can say that uh, it's quite an obstacle for people of color. Um, and I do see it because I, in my position right now, I am in charge of seven counties in Western PA, mm -hmm. and there are very few African-American officers when I go into these counties. Um, if I was talking to a group of criminal justice students at a college, and majority were African-American, I would tell them, strive. Strive for what you want. If it's what you want, you can get it. There was a young man in the key sport looking to go to Ocean City to be a police officer, mm -hmm. and I told him, Law enforcement is not a job. It's a career. Mm -hmm. You either want to do it. It's not you can do it today. You can stop and you can go do it somewhere else tomorrow because it's not that easy. It's a career you should strive to do your best at. That's an interesting point, and, and we're going to have to take a break here in another minute or so. But it, it, that seems that you came uh, into the to the career at the time when it was becoming I don't want to say more professionalized. I don't want to say that people who had been police officers before that were not professional because they were. But the training was was getting a little bit better. The it was becoming um, uh, looked up to, like you said, as as a career, not just a job. It's it was it was police officers were expected now to have some college. Were expected to uh, have some advanced training. Am I is that accurate? That's very accurate. Yes. Okay. Um, what, what are the, the career opportunities? Uh, how, well, let me, let me pause that for a second. How long were you a uniformed police officer? I was a uniformed police officer for just three years. I got promoted to detective and I was a detective in the city for three and a half. So I stayed six and a half years in the city of McKeesburg. And from, from there then, where did your career path take you? To the, to the attorney general's office. Okay. Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, Office of Attorney General. Let's take our break right there. When we come back, I want to ask you a little bit about your, your current job there with the uh, Attorney General's Office. And then I want to ask you about um, if there are volunteer opportunities and, and what are the needs uh, that the McKeesport unit of the NAACP has. Okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Brenda Sawyer is uh, president of the McKeesport unit of the NAACP. She was the first African-American female police officer in the city of McKeesport. She is currently regional director of the Bureau of Narcotics Investigation and Drug Control for the state attorney general's office. We will be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up here on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, 
call us at 412-614-9659 or email TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. Welcome back for a final few minutes. Our guest this morning is Brenda Sawyer. She was the first African-American female police officer in the city of McKeesport. She is currently regional director of the Bureau of Narcotics Investigation and Drug Control for the uh, state attorney general's office. And she is, for the last two years, president of the McKeesport unit of the NAACP. You can find out more information about them by calling 412-292-5852. And uh, we're going to talk about some some opportunities and what the McKeesport unit of the NAACP needs and does. Um, so stay tuned if you're looking for some volunteer opportunities. When we took the break, um, I had asked you what your career path uh, took you to the office of the Attorney General, where you are now a regional director here. And as you said, you have seven counties uh, that you're working in. What does the... It's, it's there in the title, but I, I feel I should ask anyways. What does the Bureau of Narcotics Investigation and Drug Control... Who does it work with, and, and what does it do? The Bureau of Narcotics and Drug Control works with local, state, and federal agencies. I'm here in the North Huntington office, and we, our area works in Allegheny County, Washington County, Greene County, Fayette County, Somerset County, Bedford County, and Westmoreland County. So we have about 17 agents that I oversee in a Bureau of Narcotics and Drug Control, and they are undercover agents, some of them. Some of them are um, drug-compliant agents. Mm-hmm. that They go into drugstores, and they do inspections of drugstores. And narcotics agents, just what it is. They're undercover. Mm-hmm. They try to come into neighborhoods and arrest people for illegal Distributions of narcotics and drug trafficking. How big so, of how how big has your your um, caseload become with the uh, the rise of opioids and and heroin and morphine derivatives? Because we've had a, a U.S. attorney, a former U.S. attorney now, Davis David Hickton, on this show. We had uh, Dr. Karen Hacker from the Health Health Department on this show. Both of them to talk about uh, opioid addictions and the problems that arise from that. Has that increased the caseload for for your employees and for the people that you work with? Yes, because the opioid addiction is reaching out to young, old, male, female, white, black, rich, poor. It's hitting everyone. It's hitting everyone. The upper class neighborhoods to the lower class neighborhoods. It's just striking everyone. It is a serious epidemic. When did it start to, I mean, when did it start to like peak or take off? Because I, I, I get the, the emails from the medical examiner's office um, about what investigations they're working on. And there's so many of them now uh, that are fentanyl overdoses or um, heroin overdoses, or it, it seems like every day they're, they're working on a couple. Um, is, is this been the last two years, the last five years? Do you have a, a, a sense of when this really started to hit us? Say maybe the last three or four. Uh huh. I could be off, you know. Yeah. Yesterday things like a long time ago, but yeah. Um, I would say like the last three or four. Okay. Um, it, it just before we move on to, to to some happier things. Um, is there if people need help or they want to report a problem? I mean, and they want to do it confidentially. What would your recommendation be? In my area, yeah. Our office number is seven two two. Okay. Eight. 
Okay. You can remain confidential if you want to drop a tip okay. or if you want to leave your name and number. Okay. Our agents treat all your information with confidentiality. Okay. We keep the public information confidential. So that is the uh, regional office for the Bureau of Narcotics Investigation and Drug Control for the state at uh, 724-861-3600? That's correct. Okay, and I believe that's, I think I found you in the the blue pages of the phone book, so I think it's in the front page, front uh, blue section of your phone book. Anyways, um, let's move on to some something happier, and that is the McKeesport unit of the NAACP. How long have you been uh, an NAACP member? I think for the last 10 years. Okay. And and we started off talking about some of the different uh, projects that they work on, the scholarships, um, the, the the different fundraisers, and the political, uh, getting people to meet their political elected representatives and, and candidates. Um, what kind of help can the local NAACP use? We are trying to move into the computer era. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to develop a web page. Mm-hmm. We are trying to come up with a Facebook page. And a lot of our members are up in age mm-hmm. and don't like the computer. There's a few of us that are with the computer, with the the, the 2018, uh-huh. but we could use some help. It would be nice to get a bunch of younger people joining. I try to stress to people that uh, our ancestors fought for us, and with these elderly people that are in our organization, if they didn't come to the meetings, half of the tables will be empty. Yeah. So we need them as well as we need young people to join our agency. Let, let me ask you about that because that, that, we only have a couple minutes left, but let me ask you about that because this is something I hear from other, I would classify the NAACP as a service organization like Kiwanis or, or Rotary or, or the Lions. Um, yeah. and, and a lot of the service organizations right now are struggling to recruit members. Is it? Do you have an idea why that is? Is it people are too busy nowadays or what? I don't think that it's that because I am extremely busy mm-hmm. and I have time for it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe people don't know about it or they think that because the numbers are so small that these agencies have gone away. Mm-hmm. But we're here and we could use help. You you mentioned that the NAACP is not just for people of color. Is that something that is is a confuses people or they don't realize? I think with all the things that are out here today, Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. and, you know, people tend to get things confused. But the NAACP is for all people, you know. So that's why I mainly want to have our meet and greet so people can come out and learn these things. What's going to happen at the, the meet and greet on March 10th? Who, who else going to be there? We are um, myself with all the officers and the members of our group and it's open to the public you can come out and see what our agency is all about if you would like to join you can get a membership there um you know we'll have literature about what we do and you know that's the whole purpose of this meeting greet to get people to know that we're here and we're open to everyone and how big of a of a if somebody joins i i assume it's like any other group it's kind of how much you get out of it is how much you put into it but how how many times a year do you meet, for instance? Because I know sometimes people say, well, I'd like to help, but I don't want to go to meetings. I don't want to do a lot of... We meet the second Saturday of every month okay. at the Common Ground. Mm-hmm. And it's a one-hour meeting for the executive board, one-hour meeting for the general membership. Mm-hmm. So it's just once a month that we meet. We send our minutes 
out to all the members. So if you miss a meeting, you know what's going on. Um, we have about a hundred members in our group. Okay, that's pretty healthy. Sounds pretty healthy. You know, I get a, but basically, McKee's group was the sales and um, Duquesne. Okay, okay, thank you. Uh, and that meet and greet is from 1 to 4 p.m. on Saturday, March 10th at the Common Ground Building on 9th Avenue in downtown McKeesport. Brenda Sawyer is president of the McKeesport unit of the NAACP. She was the first African-American female police officer in the city of McKeesport, and she currently serves as the regional director of the state's Bureau of Narcotics Investigation and Drug Control underneath the Pennsylvania Attorney General's office. Uh, Brenda, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning. You're welcome. And thank you all for listening to Radio 81 WED. 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.